Hey guys, welcome back to the show and thank you so much for tuning in. We have a lot to talk about today. It kind of seems like the world is on fire right now, or at least one place definitely is. We are, of course, going to be talking about the riots happening in Minnesota. Then Trump finally takes on social media with a new executive order. We're going to be looking at that together. First off, Minnesota. Last week, we spoke about the death of George Floyd. Very tragic. And basically what happened, if you're not up to date with the situation, is that video footage of a police officer, I think his name is Derek Chauvin, if I'm pronouncing that right, was seen kneeling on Floyd's neck during an arrest for about nine minutes after which Floyd did die. So once that video got out, people were understandably furious. There were calls for him and the other officers involved to be fired, obviously, and then arrested. Those calls turned into protests. The protests quickly kind of turned into looting, and now things have pretty much devolved into full-on rioting in Minneapolis and the surrounding areas as well, from the sounds of it. Uh, We have some footage of what's happening on the ground right here. to me, frankly, how stealing from stores and burning down your own community equates in any way to getting justice for George Floyd. But hey, we're, we're going to be trying to unpack this whole situation together. Before we do, though, I want to tell you folks about Freedom Financial. The anxiety and stress caused by debt is overwhelming. I've been there and I'm sure most of you watching this have as well. Unfortunately, it's a common thing. It makes you feel alone like there's no way out, especially now with this economic downturn. downturn but don't worry, help is available and there is a way out. Freedom Debt Solutions is here to give you a hand. There is no one-size-fits-all solution to getting out of debt. So Freedom Debt Solutions has more than 400 debt experts standing by to recommend the right solution for your specific situation. No matter which solution you qualify for, Freedom Debt Solutions could help you get rid of expensive credit card debt faster than you can on your own with one low affordable monthly program payment. Since 2002, Freedom Debt Solutions has offered over sorry, has served over 750,000 clients, settled over 2.7 million accounts, accounts maybe like your own situation, and settled over $10 billion in debt. So if you have $10,000 or more in credit card debt and are struggling to make monthly payments, there is hope. Stop the stress and anxiety your debt is causing. Find out how you can talk to a Freedom Debt Solutions expert and get your free personalized debt consultation today. Go to freedomdebtsolutions.com slash Lauren. That is freedomdebtsolutions.com slash Lauren. One more time freedomdebtsolutions.com slash Lauren regarding Minneapolis. I just want to preface this segment by saying that, of course, there are peaceful protesters out there, protesters who really do just want to see justice for George Floyd. And you know what? To those people, I tip my hat to you. And you know what? I am right there. I'm right there with you because I also believe that what happened to him was cruel and unnecessary and just a tragic, pointless loss of life. It's not acceptable. Uh, But for the other people, though, the other people who are looting and rioting, 
you're not fooling anybody or you are fooling some very low IQ individuals by trying to make it seem like you're doing this for justice. You're not. You're doing this for opportunism. I spoke on social media about how ridiculous I thought this concept of looting in order to get some sort of justice for George Floyd was. I, I said it doesn't make sense. You know, step one, loot target question mark step three social justice no there's no line there this doesn't make sense as a form of protest uh i got some pretty interesting responses from people and i want to go through a couple of them here with you this one individual said for decades black people have asked to be treated as equals and our law enforcement continues to murder them on the streets the riots are their way of disrupting the system target isn't hurting about losing their inventory okay uh first off Target as a company, I'm sure they're going to be fine. But guess what? The individual Target store, the people who work at this store, do you think they're still going to have jobs after this? Do you think Target is going to look at more communities that are similar to the one that this was in and say, yeah, let's let's sh set up shop there. Let's bring jobs there. I don't think so. Uh, we're going to be getting into it later about whether this was a racially motivated incident, what happened with George Floyd. But regarding the riots are the way of disrupting the system. I'm pretty sure voting should be your way of disrupting the system. Uh, I've seen so many activists online acting as if, you know, these riots are just the last resort for people who feel like they have no other voice. Uh, that is a real situation that some people find themselves in, all right, uh, across the planet. There are some people who literally don't have the, the opportunity to exercise uh, their democratic right to vote, uh, the ability to choose what officials lead them. That is not the people in Minnesota, okay? These people have the opportunity to hold their elected officials accountable, right? But the sad truth is that it takes a lot more time, a lot more effort to be politically engaged and knowledgeable and to show up on voting day and to understand what people's platforms are and what they're in charge of. Like that all takes work and effort. It's a lot easier to just show up to a target and steal a 4K TV and say, oh no, I'm actually doing this because I want social change. Guess what though? That's not how you enact social change. It, it's just not. That's not how you improve your own community. Uh, if you're doing something like this, I would say you're an animal, but you're actually worse than an animal because at least animals know not to destroy their own homes. That's something you people apparently don't, though. Another person says, a man was murdered in front of everyone's eyes and you're worried about trinkets. Just be happy they're, on they're only taking anger out on property. There's this attitude right now, this very high IQ attitude that you're you're either upset about George Floyd's death or you're upset about looting. Like that's the binary, you have to choose one or the other. And if, if you're mad at the looters, that means you're just, you support what happened to George Floyd. Ridiculous. And it's so frustrating because when this video was released showing this man kind of being choked out for nine minutes, everyone I saw, conservatives and liberals alike, were were saying how, how disgusting it was to watch, right? I, I really can't think of anyone on any side of the political spectrum who was like, no, I think I think what he did there was justified. No, no, no. I mean, I think there was this like one mayor so far, but overall people of all different types of political belief were outraged, right? We were unified together, but then since these protests, it's become a fractured thing again. Like what we needed, what we still need is a unified opposition to what happened to George Floyd. Um this hasn't need to be an either or choose a lesser of two evils. No, we can of course condemn breaking the law where it happens. Right? It was a violation of justice for George Floyd to be killed. It's a violation of justice to be targeting people's private personal property. Ridiculous. Um, we've also seen not only looting, but things just being burnt down. There was actually a, a police department that was burned down. I think the auto store may have also been burnt down. A, a low-income housing project that was in development has been burnt down. Like, you, you talk about actions that are actually only going to hurt 
your own communities that are really shooting yourselves in the foot, burning down low income housing, that's gotta be like on the top of the list, right? That that does nothing to help no one and we have more footage here. This is supposed to be affordable um, housing too. No so way. Is, so it's supposed to be like low income people, medium income people. So this is kind of sad right now. What's been perhaps even more upsetting than watching these people burn their city down is watching the overall attitude on social media be in favor of it. Right, uh, I am. I've just absolutely been shocked about how insane everyone seems to have gotten. Like, I'm sorry. Are, are we living in like Mad Max world now, where you can just burn down whatever you want, where the rule of law doesn't exist? Apparently, some of these progressives think so. We have a tweet here from Michael Moore. Good citizens burning down the evil police precinct in Minnesota after all police were out and safe. All police should go home. No violence, please. Okay, burning down a building is is violent. I'm just going to put that out there. He says, police HQ must be demolished by the city tomorrow as a show of contrition to black America. Rebuild PD with decent, kind people, AKA people of color. Saying that this burning of the police station should be an act of contrition to black America. What? How? How does hurting a building show any type of remorse to what happened to George Floyd specifically? I'm failing to see the logic there. The city is just going to need to pay. Like, these people who are living in this area are just going to need to pay more through their tax dollars to build another building. You're hurting yourselves. Uh, and rebuild PD with decent, kind people, a.k.a. people of color, right? Because white people, evil, people of color, nice. Are we going to skim over the fact that I think it's two out of the four officers involved with this incident were actually non-white? And like, I just, I don't understand how anytime something happens where a white person kills a black person, it's an example of systemic racism. But when a black person kills a white person, which happens by the way, much more often, even like per capita, uh, we just don't talk about it. We just ignore it. Like what kind of double standard is that? I'm so, so sick of it. We also have this person saying, black people have every right to burn down a country they built for free. I'm gonna be telling you all about what I think about that. I have some thoughts first though. I want to, on a happier note, tell you what I think about purple. So technology has improved just about everything in our lives nowadays, phones, cars, shopping, yet mattresses have more or less been the same since the invention of sleep, but we deserve better. Guys, you're gonna spend about a third of your life on your mattress, okay? The mattress has finally evolved though, thanks to purple. The secret to purple is the purple grid. It's a patented comfort technology that instantly adapts to your body's natural shape and sleep style. Purple is designed with over 2,800 open air channels and naturally temperature neutral gel. You'll never sleep too hot or too cold. I actually have an example of the material the mattress is made out of here and it's squishy yet firm. It's got these little channels in it to allow airflow. It, airflow. I've really never seen anything else like it. Purple mattress is soft where you want it, firm where you need it, and comfortably cool all over. You can count on resting easy night after night, year after year, because the ultra durable purple grid won't sink or lose shape. So this mattress is an investment in your sleep and in your comfort. And purple is so confident in what they do that every purple mattress comes with free shipping and returns and a risk-free 100 night trial. Experience the next evolution of sleep. Go to purple.com slash Lauren and use promo code Lauren. For a limited time, you'll get $150 off any purple mattress order of $1,500 or more. That's purple.com slash Lauren, promo code Lauren. For $150 off any mattress order of $1,500 or more, terms apply. So about this tweet, black people have every right to burn down a country they built for free. Okay, this, by the way, has about 605,000 likes at the time that I'm recording this. Slavery was wrong. 
dark spot in America's history? Absolutely. You've got to be looking at some revisionism, though, if you think that black people built the country for free. I don't want this episode to turn into a history lesson. Frankly, I don't have the time. That's not what happened, right? I mean, black people did not build all of America under slavery. If we look at the, even when slavery was around, the proportion of, of the population slaves made up, that's, that's just not what happened, right? And I mean, even if you do want to say that if you built something for free, you have the right to burn it, like, who, who are you hurting? When you're doing this, you're hurting yourselves. You think rich white people are, are being hurt when, when these looters and rioters burn down their own stores, their own local businesses? No, they're not, they're, they're fine. They're, they're laughing happy. They're th saying, look, look at these idiots who are doing this to themselves. Um, whether this is racial or not, I've been called a racist and a bad person and evil. I've had someone wish coronavirus on me just for saying that we don't have enough information to know whether uh, the police officer was racially motivated or not. The narrative of victimhood has become just so strong among some communities, uh, among some activists. It's, a it's actually sickening. It's like we can't even have a productive conversation anymore. Um, am I a bad person for saying that, yeah, what happened was wrong, but we can't know? If the guy was racist, when did we get there? Um, do you think even, even if this one individual was racially motivated that this this rioting is how you solve racism? And, you know, all of this racially divisive rhetoric is how you solve racism? Because let me tell you, it's not, right? Um, it just boggles my mind how I'm constantly called a racist and a white supremacist for saying stuff like, hey, we should treat each other as equals regardless of our skin color. Hey, we should be striving for more equal opportunity. Uh, that's seen now as white nationalist rhetoric, but saying, uh, you know, black people can burn everything down, decent people are people of color, the, uh, white people are gunning black people down in the street. That's the anti-racist way to talk. It's like we're living in the upside down world. It's, it's unbelievable. And I want to talk a little bit more about the real victims of the situation. And that's the good people in the city who want nothing to do with these these violent riots, but who are losing their own property as a result of the actions of some foolish, foolish people. Uh, we've seen black business owners having to protect their stores armed just because they're afraid of of what looters or protesters, in quotes, would do to their stores. And you know what, to those people, I say, good for you. And, you know, people always say, oh, you wouldn't support Second Amendment rights if it were black people exercising those rights. Wrong. There's a video circulating of black business owners guarding their stores, guarding their businesses. And I think that is amazing that exactly what the Second Amendment is for. It has been a good long while since I've been like this disappointed in society as a whole. I'm disgusted with what happened to George Floyd. I think you know, there needs to be some some work done between police officers and their communities. I want to see more police visits to schools, talking to students about what their rights are, how to handle, um, I guess, interactions with police officers. I, I definitely want to see body cams worn more often to ensure accountability on behalf of both parties, the cops and the civilians. Uh, it's just, it's disgusting for the business owners, for the people who live here and just want to get on with their lives. This has just been disappointing all around. It's it's so gross to see the amount of race baiting as well. Will things get better? I don't think so. I think this is the type of 
I guess, racial tension that the lefts, lefts, leftist activists are going to feed off of in an election year. And it's just, it's really, really disappointing. I wish I had a happier note to end on, but I don't. All right, now, next up, Trump finally has taken a step to kind of address social media censorship, which I think is amazing. And frankly, uh, it's about dang time. So he recently signed an executive order. And you know what? It's funny. When this executive order was announced and then eventually signed, I saw so many people, liberals and conservatives, strangely enough, saying that, oh, this is going to be the end of free speech. Oh, this is actually going to result in more censorship on these social media platforms. And you know what? I was worried. I was like, "Uh uh-oh. Has, has Papa Trump actually made a mistake with this? So I took the time to read the executive order. And you know what? I'm pretty sure I'm the only person to have actually done that because from what I've seen, no one has had an accurate take on it. So what we're going to do together is I have the text of it, or at least part of it, right here. We're going to go through the executive order and actually read what it says because it seems like no one else has taken the time to do that. There's a lot of misinformation going around. First, though... Let's talk about Bambi. When running a business, HR issues can kill you. Wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations, and HR manager salaries aren't cheap. They average about $70,000 per year, which is a lot of money, especially if you're a small business just starting out. But Bambi, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, was created specifically for small businesses. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance all for just nine, starting at just $99 a month. A lot less than $70,000 per year. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. From onboarding determinations, they will customize your policies to fit your business and help you manage your employees day-to-day, all starting at just $99 a month, month-to-month, no hidden fees, and you can cancel anytime. So let Bambi, Bambi help get your free HR audit today. Go to Bambi.com slash Chen right now to schedule your free HR audit. Again, that's Bambi.com slash Chen, spelled B-A-M-B. BEE.com slash chat. So on May 29th, Trump did sign this executive order. And, you know, leading up to that, he was tweeting out things like revoke 230 and time for social media fairness is now. A lot of people were wondering what exactly he would do now, of course, that the executive order has been signed. A lot of people are saying that this was a mistake. Again, liberals and conservatives. I want to take the time to actually read through this because basically uh, you can, of course, read the EO yourself and I encourage you to do that. It's up on the White House site. What this does is it tells social media companies that if they do want protections under Section 230, they can no longer act like publishers, okay? They need to they need to choose. Are they going to be a platform that allows free speech or people to say what they want, in which case they're not liable for what their users post? Or are they publishers who are going to be curating posts and feeds, in which case they are liable? In case anyone is not aware, Section 230 says that no provider or user of an interactive computer service shall be treated as the publisher or speaker of any information provided by another information content provider. Basically, the purpose of Section 230 uh, was to allow social media companies to not be liable for what people posted on their site, right? So if I said something slanderous toward, let's say, Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola could sue me, but they wouldn't be able to sue the site that I posted that on, right? Which at the time, I think was a big concern that social media companies had. And you know what? At its core, if social media companies do act like platforms, I actually support Section 230. Um, If I build a site and people can write whatever they want on it, 
it's not the same as me saying that site. And it's also not the same as, let's say, a publisher, Simon & Schuster, uh, choosing to publish a certain book, right? It's a different situation. What we're seeing right now with social media, though, is that they're more and more taking time to curate what people see, whether that's through um, algorithms that favor some content over others. Hello, YouTube. Shadow banning users. Hello, Twitter. Um, deciding to remove users with extreme political bias. Hello, Facebook. I mean, really all of these companies do all of it. But we're seeing more and more that these are editorial decisions that a platform technically shouldn't be able to do. So the way I see it, no, these social media companies should not be able to have their cake and eat it too. And in essence, that is what this executive order says. We're going to be reading the actual text right here. So it starts off and this is gonna get dry, but trust me, it's important. It starts off by saying protections against online censorship. A, it is the policy of the United States to foster clear ground rules promoting free and open debate on the internet. Prominent among the ground rules governing that debate is the immunity from liability created by Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, Section 230C. Continues, it is the policy of the United States that the scope of the immunity should be clarified. This is important, is everyone listening? The immunity should not extend beyond its text and purpose to provide protection for those who purport to provide users a forum for free and open speech, but in reality, use their power over a vital means of communication to engage in deceptive or pretextual actions, stifling free and open debate by censoring certain viewpoints. All right, so this EO does not get rid of Section 230 protections. It clarifies who can and who cannot use them. Let's continue. Section 230 was designed to address early court decisions holding that if an online platform restricted access to some content posted by others, it would thereby become a publisher of all the content posted on its site for purposes of torts such as defamation. Basically saying, okay, if you choose to take, I guess, editorial discretion over what is on your site, you can be sued which I think is fair. As the title of Section 230 makes clear though, the provision provides limited liability protection to, provi to a provider of an interactive computer service, such as an online platform, that engages in good Samaritan blocking of harmful content. In particular, subparagraph C2 expressly addresses protections from civil liability and specifies that an interactive computer service provider may not be liable on account of its decision in good faith to restrict access to content that it considers to be obscene, lewd, lascivious, filthy, excessively violent, harassing, or otherwise objectionable. Okay, so what we have here saying is that Section 230 does allow for some good faith or good Samaritan, um, I guess, moderation, right? So it is permissible for a site like Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter to remove something that is lewd, excessively violent, harassing. I would defer to the legal definition of harassment there, not the social media definition, um, and still be able to claim Section 230 protections, right? So this does not mean that any moderation is off the table, right? The, the standard terms of service um, agreements are, are still all right. You're still allowed to do that as a social media company. I support that. It continues that it is the policy of the United States to ensure that to the maximum extent permissible under the law, this provision is not distorted to provide liability protection for online platforms that, far from acting in good faith to remove objectionable content, instead engage in deceptive or pretextual actions, often contrary to their stated terms of service, to stifle viewpoints with which they disagree. Section 230 was not intended to allow a handful of companies to grow into titans 
controlling vital avenues for our national discourse under the guise of promoting open forums for debate and then to provide those behemoths blanket immunity when they use their power to censor content and silence viewpoints that they dislike. Thank you, preach it. All right, these social media companies have been taking advantage of the Section 230 for too long, while at the same time completely ignoring that Section 230 presumes they are neutral because they are not. It says, when an interactive computer service provider removes or restricts access to content and its actions do not meet the criteria of subparagraph C2A, it is engaged in editorial conduct. If you are removing content that does not fit under the like obscene, lewd, uh, very violent, um, I guess, category, you are engaging in editorial conduct. It is the policy of the United States that such a provider should properly lose their limited liability sheet shield of subparagraph C2A and be exposed to liability like any traditional editor and publisher that is not an online provider. I wanna make it very, very clear. Um, this is not the same as the government trying to necessarily regulate social media companies. This is just the government saying, hey, those protections we've afforded you for so long that made you special from other sites, they're gone, okay? In my opinion, that's a beautiful thing. That's actually, evening the playing field. And it also states here what kind of practices uh, they would consider bad faith acts of censorship. And I think they're very interesting. Let's see here. Increased scrutiny of users based on the other users they choose to follow or their interactions with other users. Hello, the purge that happened with Tommy Robinson and Paul Joseph Watson on Facebook. And there was that weird time, I don't know if it was still if it's still happening now, where any account that interacted with Tommy was also kind of getting censored. Another one, algorithms to suppress content or users based on indication of political alignment or viewpoint. Uh, so YouTube, you're gonna need to change. Facebook, you're gonna need to change. Twitter, you're gonna need to change. This is so delicious. Like, I, I love this. This is my favorite thing to happen in 2020, which is about time. It's been kind of a weird year so far. This is the highlight of Trump's presidency. If you ask me, this is protecting democracy. It also says uh, differential policies allowing for otherwise impermissibly impermissible behavior when committed by accounts associated with the Chinese Communist Party or other anti-democratic associations or governments. We recently saw YouTube was accidentally censoring comments that went against the CCP. I hate when you accidentally act as a puppet for the Chinese Communist Party. Isn't that just the worst, huh, YouTube? Another thing, acts that limit the ability of users with particular viewpoints to earn money on the platform compared with other users similarly situated. So again, uh, we're looking at YouTube being affected here. It is about time we see something like this. I am so excited going forward to see um, what's going to happen with this. We already see that Twitter so far is kind of freaking out, right? They've begun fact-checking Trump's Twitter account, which is just gonna make this work. I love this. I am in support of this. Again, I encourage you to read the executive order in its entirety. There, are, There is some legal jargon that I'm not exactly uh, sure of and I don't feel comfortable trying to summarize for you, but from what I understand of this, I'm on board. Like, I am... I am fully on board. That's pretty much all I have to say for now, though. And as always, I would love to hear what you all think. What do you think of Trump's EO? Does it go far enough? Does it go too far? What is going to be the reaction from social media? Will things on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube finally start to get better? Or is this just going to be a full-on war now? Let me know. But that's it for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.